Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensah Wood. And last week we discussed how not to give place to the enemy. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, this morning we are talking about waging successful spiritual warfare. In warfare, win the war, you must locate the enemy. And when you locate the enemy, cut off his strength. The Bible says that when, when Samuel was caught, when, when Samson was caught, the first thing they said was, put out his eyes. Cut out his strength. If he doesn't have eyes, he can't do anything. So when he came to that point, he said, he prayed to God and finally said, oh God, give me strength one more time. So you need to locate the enemy. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, in this season, I see you walking in victory. I see you walking in victory. I said, I see you walking in victory. I said, I see you walking in victory. I said, I see you walking in victory. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, if you believe that, say amen. amen. Let's turn our Bibles to Psalm 8. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory be to the name of the Lord. Psalm 8. Psalm 8. My Lord and my God, I am excited. The Bible says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who has set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have, notice this phrase, dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet all sheep and oxen even the beasts of the field the birds of the air the fish of the sea and the fish of the sea that pass through the parts of the sea O lord our lord how excellent is your name he said he created man and he made him a little lower than the angels that word angels there is elohim that really word is the word for god you made him a little lower than god himself and crowned him with glory and gave him dominion over all the works of your hands. Everything. Everything. And then what happened was the devil tempted Adam and Eve and they sinned against God. And they lost that dominion. You see, where does all the, the evil in the world comes from, come from? Where does sickness come from? There is none up in heaven, so it can't come from there. Where does all the wars, the, the earthquakes, the plagues, where do they come from? God created this thing perfectly. He crowned man with glory and honor. Then the devil caused Adam and Eve to succeed the authority that had been given to them and turned it over to, to, to the devil. That's what brought all the curse in the world. One time, someone was was in interviewing, uh, was was interviewing um, someone, and the journalist was interviewing someone, and the, and the person that said that God is in control of the world. Then the person, which the journalist, not a Christian, said, "If God is in control of the world, then He might, he must sure have it in a mess, because is He responsible for all the mess and the chaos in the world?" Obviously, no. 
The Bible says, notice this, this don't confuse these things. Matthew, I mean, Psalm 115. Psalm 115. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Psalm 115. He says this, notice this, verse 16. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. The heavens belongs to God, but the earth he has given to man. He has given to the children of man. And so if man decides to set someone's house on fire, God is not behind it. The earth has been given to man. So what happened is, someone will ask, who, who is the devil? You keep talking about this personality. Who was he? Go with me to Ezekiel chapter 28. Ezekiel chapter 28 from verse 12. The Bible says, son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. This personality was there. Every precious stone was your covering, the tadios, topaz, and diamond, beryl, oinks, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were the anointed cherub who covers. I establish you. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. 17 says, your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they, may gaze, they might gaze at you. In the, in, the, in the beginning verses of Ezekiel 28, he talks about a natural king who was alive at the time, the king of Tyre. And then in verse 12, he switches and begins to talk about another king. You see, sometimes governments and, and, and leaders, world leaders, sometimes they make decisions and you ask yourself, how can these people make these decisions? It's because there is a prince behind influencing them to make those decisions. That is why God commands us to pray for those who are in authority. So he's saying that this king of Tyre, obviously he wasn't there in the Garden of Eden. So he switches and begins to talk about another personality. This being was anointed of God. The anointed cherub who covers. He says musical instruments were found in him. The only reason why he changed the Bible says when iniquity was found in him. And he became corrupted. He became corrupted. It says your heart was lifted at verse 17. Because of your beauty, you corrupted your wisdom for the sake of your splendor. And he wanted to overthrow God from his, from his throne. And God said, this is not going to happen. Get out of here. So now he comes down. And he comes down. The Bible says he has come down in great wrath. We will discover, we will discover that later. So when he came into the Garden of Eden, you see, if you can locate your enemy and realize how he functions, you can shut the door on, his, on him forever and ever and not give him any place in your life. So with this background, let us go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says this, 
For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Whether you realize it or not, you are in a fight. The Bible says, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life. You are in a fight whether you like it or not. And thank God we fight from a place of victory. Jesus Christ, in first, second, first Timothy 6, verse 20, fight the good fight of faith. We fight from a place of victory. Jesus Christ has defeated the enemy for us and given us the keys. So there is no need for you to fear. But you need to know how he functions so that you can walk in victory over him. The Bible says that thanks be to God that gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. We have the victory. Shout it, I have the victory. Shouted, I have the victory. He says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. What kind of weapons do we have? The Bible says they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Where are these strongholds? He says casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bring down the arguments. The arguments are in your mind. Every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. If you believe that God is a good God, when you get in a time of test and trial, he will tell you and exalt himself against the knowledge of God that you have and will tell you that God is not a good God and he will not deliver you this time. If you believe that God heals when sickness tries to come on you and you endeavor to receive your healing, he will try to tell you that not this time God is not going to heal you. If your children do not know the Lord and you believe God for them to come into the kingdom of God, your family members, he will endeavor and try to tell you that it's not going to happen. So he's saying that when those arguments, when those, when those thoughts come that exhort them against the knowledge of God cast those arguments down don't let them take a take a foothold in your mind and he says bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ that thought that comes into your mind sometimes you think it's coming from you that negative thought ah that is against the word of God it's not coming from you it's coming from the enemy he plants that thought in your mind and so as soon as that thought comes that is contrary to the word of God he says put that thought into captivity that means that put that thought in prison and don't let it out I refuse to think this way because this thought is not in line with the word of God in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus I decree and declare every captivity of the enemy on your mind in the name of Jesus this morning it comes to an end I said it comes to an end that is how he got Eve notice the very next chapter thank you Lord Jesus we are talking about waging a successful warfare. Second Corinthians chapter 11. 
from verse 3. For he says, But I fear, lest somehow, as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds, the battle is in the mind, may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ Jesus, that is in Christ. As the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, by his craftiness, by his craftiness, so your mind may be corrupted. The way he deceived Eve was to plant that thought in her mind. So your mind should be corrupted. The gospel of Jesus is very simple. Sometimes we stumble upon the simplicity of, of it. But you see, when he came to Eve, he didn't come and say, is God a liar? That's too obvious. He didn't come and say, did you know God doesn't love you? If he comes to you that way, you, sometimes he tries to deceive you along those paths, you, you catch him. He questioned the integrity of the word of God and said, has God said? Has God said, has God said, lest your minds be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you have authority over him. The same way Jesus conquered, you can also conquer. One day, a bully in, in, in a school was... <laughs> Was, I mean, was writing down something on, on the paper. And a boy came around and said, what are you doing? He said, I am writing the names of people that I'm going to bully. Then this boy said, let me look at the list that you have. He looked at the list and, and he, he saw his name on there. He started screaming and jumping and said, you cannot whip me. You cannot whip me. He said, all right, I take your name off the list. I'm erasing your name off the list. <laughs> <laughs> in the name of the Lord Jesus, realize who you are in Christ and let the devil wear his eraser out and say, I am taking all your name off the list of people that I've assigned to assault. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So, so, so you see, these are some of the darkest days in the earth. But how, are you, how does he come? He comes first through your mind. And when you entertain that thought, it stays. But if you refuse to entertain that thought and you cast him out, he has to leave. The Bible says he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. How does he come? He comes in disease. He comes in disappointment. He comes in discouragement. Sometimes you, for, for some no, no reason, you find yourself in discouraged. When you are discouraged, what are you supposed to do? Do a lot like the psalmist said. He said in Psalm 42 verse 5, he says, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. He gathers himself and gets to that place and says, So, listen to me, listen to me. Holds himself and says, Why are you cast down? 
Why are you discouraged? Is God dead? Has he fallen off his throne? No. God is still alive. Why are you cast down, O oh my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him. I have come to announce to you by the word of the living God that there is hope for you. I said there is hope for you. I said there is hope for you in God. I said there is hope for you in God. I said there is hope for you in God. I said there is hope for you in God. And begin to praise and to worship him. You need to know how you can win this warfare. Sometimes he comes in the form of depression. The dictionary meaning of depression says it is a feeling of utter hopelessness, despondency, self-disgust, and, and loss of perspective. It is a mood swing into which a person is cast. Utter hopelessness and despondency. And sometimes it comes like darkness and drops on you. Like, what? I woke up feeling all right. I woke up and I was singing and rejoicing. Where is this one coming from? Speak to that thing and say, in the name of the Lord Jesus, leave me and leave me now. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My Lord and my God, rise up disease and get out of here. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, sometimes he comes in the form of doubt to question the integrity of the word of God. My Lord, you see, his name is called the thief. The thief comes to steal. Notice what the Bible says in John chapter 10 verse 10. He, he, say, he says this, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus Christ says, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Somebody shout abundantly. Somebody shout abundantly. Somebody shout abundantly. If you are healthy, he wants to steal your health. If you are married, he wants to steal your marriage. If you have a good job, he wants to steal your job. If you've got kids, he wants to steal your kids. And sometimes it doesn't matter whatever it is. He just wants something that is yours. And the word, the word thief comes from the word kleptus, which describes a bandit, a thief. Or has come at us, one so artful in the way he steals that his exploits of thievery are nearly undetectable. A pickpocket. When he shows up very artfully and seductively trying to take everything that you have. A pickpocket has never had the privilege of stealing from me. And they will never have that privilege either. Yeah. <laughs> but I hear that they, they, they steal you blind that you are not even aware of what's going on so he, whatever you have that is good in Christ he wants to steal it he is a thief when he steals from you he wants to steal from you Oh, he wants to lay, want that, and this killer wants you to lay down your promises, your dreams, and everything dear that remains in your life so that he can continue his evil scheme to devastate and obliterate you. Completely wipe you out. But Jesus is the reverse. 
And, and if you are to translate John 10, 10, literally on the ex, in the expanded Greek, he will say this, the thief wants to get his hands into every good thing in your life. In fact, this pickpocket is looking for any opportunity to wiggle his way so deeply into your affairs that he can walk off it with everything you hold precious and dear. And that's not all. When he is finished stealing all your goods and possession, he will take his plan to rob you blind to the next level by creating conditions and situations so horrible that you will see no way to solve the problems except to sacrifice everything that remains from previous attacks. The goal of this thief is to totally devastate your life. If nothing stops him, he will leave you insolvent, flat broke, and clean out, clean out in every area of your life. You will end up feeling as if you are finished and out of business. Make no mistake, the enemy's ultimate aim is to obliterate you. But thank God, in the name of Jesus Christ, this morning we are discovering vital keys to be able to walk in victory and overcome him. He wants to reduce you to nothing. But in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I see an army of people rising that will say in our generation we stand for God. In our generation we believe in God. In our generation we are for God. You see, I thank God for Moses' day. I thank God for David's day. I thank God for Isaiah's day. I thank God for Paul's day. But this is my day. And I was born for such a time as this. And this is your day as well. There might be chaos in the world, but the darker it gets, the brighter our light shines. The darker it gets in the world, the brighter our light shines. And in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, I see your light shining. I said, I see your light shining. I said, I see your light shining. I see your light shining in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. My Lord and my God. So are you going to sit around and let him steal your peace? Let him steal your family? Let him steal your health? Let him steal your joy? Let him steal your children? Let him steal from you in any area of your life? No, you rise up and you say enough is enough. Uh, take me on your list of people that you plan to bully. I am not one of them. <laughs> Cross me off that list. Erase me off that list. I am a child of the living. Oh, and greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. If you believe that, say amen. Shout it amen. Shout it amen. Shout it amen. In Acts chapter 19, verse 15, the Bible says some people were playing around with demons and they didn't know who they were. And the demons jumped on them and stripped them naked and responded and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? In the name of the Lord Jesus, as you discover who you are in Christ Jesus, your name will be on that list. It will say, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. And put your name there. 
I know this person also because they know who they are in Christ Jesus. So I'm not going to mess around with them. I'll leave them alone. The last time I tried them, they beat the daylights out of me. So I'm going to leave them alone. In the name of Jesus, I decree and declare your name is on that list. Of Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. In Jesus' mighty name. If you believe that, say amen. amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So you see, what we have to realize is that you see, these things that we are talking about will not work automatically. It will work when you realize who you are in Christ Jesus. He wants to bring death to you. But in the name of the Lord Jesus, God has made it possible for you to be an overcomer. He wants to break division. Have you so many, seen so many divisions? Suppression, division of between husband and wife, children, churches. He wants to bring degradation, unclean lifestyle, drugs, alcoholism. He wants to take our children to degrade the human race, leaving people on the garbage dump of life. But in the name of the Lord Jesus, oh, a company of people are rising. And we will walk in our authority. We will walk in who we are. Notice in Luke chapter 4, we're talking about the fact that the earth belongs to us. He gave dominion to us. But in Luke chapter 4, notice what the Bible says. When, 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 when Satan came to Jesus Christ, he said to him, thank you, Lord. Verse 6, and the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whomever I wish. There was a turnover. Jesus didn't dispute the devil. He didn't say that he was telling. He was telling you what he was saying was true. Adam gave the authority and the dominion to him. And here he gets Jesus Christ to take a shortcut. To get that authority back, he says, fall down and worship me. That is what he looks for. That is why all the other religions that are not of God come from. He seeks to be worshipped. He seeks your worship. It has been turned over. But thank God, Jesus Christ came and took that authority back. Notice what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority, somebody shout all authority, has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And then he delegates the earthly authority and says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. All authority. He got it back rightfully. And you know the good news? Adam and Eve lost that authority, but Jesus Christ has taken it back and delegated to us, and that authority can never be lost again forever. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, 
Then the question becomes, how do I overcome him? What are some of the keys that God has given to us to walk in victory? One, he has given us his word. The word of God. The word of God. Now when Jesus was tempted, he did not use any other weapons than that which you and I have. When Satan came to him and tempted him, he kept saying in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, it is written. Verse 7, it is written. Verse 10, it is written. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 17, he talks about the fact that talking about the weapons of our warfare, he says to us that the weapon, one of the weapons he's giving us is the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. If you read those weapons, the only offensive weapon there is the word of God. You see, don't, the Bible contains God's words. And so when he tempted Jesus Christ, he said it is written. It is written. It is written. Then the Bible says the devil departed from him for a season. In the name of the Lord Jesus, as you use the word of God, I see the devil departing from you in Jesus' name. I said I see him departing from you in Jesus' name. The word of God is our weapon against the enemy. Use the word of God and he will not be able to stand. Notice in, in, in the second weapon that he has given to us, he's given us his blood, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice what the Bible says in Revelation chapter 12. My Lord and my God. Revelation chapter 12 and verse 7. He says this. Glory be to the name of the Lord. He says, And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place for them in heaven, found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out. That serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives, notice this, this, the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven, loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to the death. The word of their testimony. The blood of the lamp. Then he said, verse 12, Therefore rejoice, O heavens, 
and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the sea, of the earth and the sea. For the devil has been cast, has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. War broke out in heaven. Oh, and God didn't sit down for the devil to run loose in heaven. He said, I'm not going to get involved in this. I'll dispatch Michael and the angels. It will be an unequal mismatch if I go and take him on. I will let the angels take care of him. You see, when he tries to invade your territory, don't twiddle your thumbs and say, twinkle, twinkle, little stars, how I wonder how you are. <laughs> no, 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 no. James chapter 4 verse 7 says, resist him and he will flee from you. God didn't say that way. So let this person just have fun around here. No war broke out, but God said, no, we cannot allow this here. He cast him out of that place. And the Bible says there was no place found for him any longer. But how did they overcome? The Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony. No, my Lord and my God. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12. That when we gather. It's not an ordinary gathering. The blood of Jesus is involved. The blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Hebrews 12, 24. My Lord and my God. And he says in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 11. Notice this. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, I am, I am happy this morning. I am excited. Are you getting blessed by this? Zechariah 9, 11, he says, As for you also, because of the blood of your covenant, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Return to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. Even today I declare that I will restore double to you. Whatever you may have lost in this season, by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, I see God restoring double. I said, I see God restoring double. He says, by the blood of your covenant, I will set your prisoners free from the waterless pit. Your relatives, your friends that are unsaved, I am going to set them free from that waterless pit. How come? Through the blood of your covenant. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in this season, through the blood of Jesus, you can escape. You see, Pharaoh kept resisting the deliverance of the children of Israel. Then one day God said, I'm going to do something. After this, Pharaoh will let you go free. But before I do this, every one of the children of Israel, take the best goat, the best animal that you have, lamb, and sacrifice that lamb and put the blood on the doorpost. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, begin to pass, oh, and apply the blood of Jesus over the door of your life, over your car, over your family. In this season where darkness is celebrated, in the name of the Lord Jesus, decree and declare that my Lord and my God, 
As for me and my house, darkness passes over. Sickness passes over. Death passes over. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, every form of captivity, I am coming out in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every captivity in my mind, I take that thought captive in the name of the Lord Jesus and I am coming, I am coming out. When that judgment came, Pharaoh said, please, get out of here. I've held you for all these years. But get out of here. In the name of Jesus, I see someone being delivered this morning. I see depression lose a hold, lose a hold on your life. I see you coming free. I see you healed in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see you working in freedom. For if Jesus Christ has made us free, we are free indeed. And and we refuse to be entangled with any yoke of bondage. I see you if you are bound by any form of addiction. Today is the day for your liberty. Today is the day for your freedom. If you believe that, say amen. amen. They overcame by the blood. And notice the Bible says, No place was found for them any longer in heaven. And then he has come down on the earth in great wrath. But you and I, in Christ Jesus, oh, my Lord and my God, my Lord and my God, we are living down here on the earth. But positionally, Ephesians says, in Ephesians chapter 2, realize who you are. Thank you, Lord Jesus. He says, verse and he raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Where are you seated this morning? Oh, where are you seated this morning? And this is the place where the Bible says there was no place found for the enemy. So you are seated where there is no place for him. Unless the space that you give him, you are seated where he did not prevail. My Lord and my God, Christ is the head and we are the body. Wherever, right now you are sitting in church. You didn't, you are not sitting here with your head and your body is sitting in the car, are you? <laughs> Everything is all right here. <laughs> so he says he's raised us out together. And we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. The day I saw that is when I said, Devil, in the name of Jesus, your dominion over my life has ended. Where I am seated, there was no place found for you. So you cannot have any place in me. Maybe he has been tossing you around lately. But this morning you are discovering who you are. You are seated far above him in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And through his blood, you prevail in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Turn you to your stronghold. Turn to the blood of Jesus. The enemy has no place. Continue to say that look, the accuser of the brethren. He gives him another name here. The accuser of the brethren. Has been cast down in verse 10. He's the one that accuses husband against wife. Wife against husband. 
employee against employer, employer against employee, church members against their pastors, people in the church against themselves. Every time that you see accusations, recognize who is behind it and say, in the name of Jesus, take your accusation and get out of here. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then, three, what other weapon do we have to win this warfare? <clears throat> he gave us the name, the name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's given us the name that is above every other name. And at the name of the Lord Jesus, every knee bow. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20. Notice what the Bible says. Oh, my Lord and my God. He says this. He says that. He's praying for the church. Let's go a step further. And you wanted the church to realize this revelation. So verse 17 says, That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above. Somebody shout far above. All principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. If you analyze it and you study it carefully, he's saying the greatest exercise of God's power was exercised in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And realize that this power is now toward you. And not only that, the power has been wrapped in the name of the Lord Jesus. And that name is above every other name. Oh, that name is above cancer. That name is above any demon. When that name is mentioned, it is recognized in all three worlds. In heaven, on earth, and under the earth. When that name is mentioned, Satan recognizes the time that Jesus went to him and took the crown and the keys from him, of authority from him. When that name is mentioned, he remembers his eternal defeat. And then he says in Philippians, but you see that name, we have to use it. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 9, he says, therefore God has also has also has highly exalted him and given him the name, the name, the name which is above. It seems that he wanted these churches to get it above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of those in heaven, of those on earth, and of those under the earth. 
and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. He's exalted him and given him the name. That name is above every other name. And he says, in writing to the Romans, he says that Satan, he, I will, he will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Romans 6.20. He says to the Ephesians that all things are under the feet of Jesus. And if they are under the feet of Jesus and I am part of the body of Christ, he is under my feet. In a company, instructions come from the top down. If someone is under your feet and you can use that name and say in the name of Jesus you are under my feet, you have no dominion. When I give you an instruction you are supposed to obey. He will crush Satan under your feet shortly. But you see, the name won't just work unless you put it to work. You see, there's a time to pray and there is a time to give command. Somebody shout command. Somebody shout command. One time Moses, God told Moses in Exodus chapter 4 verse 17, that take this rod with which you will do the signs. Take the rod with which you will do the signs. And when he got to the Red Sea, Instead of using the rod, he did like how you and I do. He started crying to God and boo-booing <laughs> and crying. And God responded and said to him, Why criest thou to me? I like, I'm quoting it in the King James. I like that. How, why criest thou to me? Why are you crying to me? I give you the rod to use for signs. Why are you not using the rod and you are crying? Sometimes you are crying to God and God is saying, I have given you my word. I have given you my blood. I have given you my name. Why are you crying to me? Rise up and use it. Moses gathered himself and figured it out. God said, stretch for your rod. He said, I'm stretching the rod. And when he stretched it out, the Red Sea became a wall on both sides. A highway was created in the sea. Oh, that is the kind of God that we serve. He makes the impossible possible. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I don't know the impossible circumstance that confronts you, but I've come to announce to you by the word of the living God, as you take the name, as you take his word, in Isaiah 11, 1, he tells us who the, <coughs> excuse me, who the rod is. The rod is Jesus Christ himself, who is the word of the living God. As you take that rod and begin to use it, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I see God acting on your behalf in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see you experiencing miracles in the name of the Lord Jesus. Why are you crying to me? Take that rod and use it. Use the name. And as you do, I see you walking in deliverance. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. One time, our second son Joseph, 
some strange rash developed on his body. And we took him to the doctor, and the, doc the doctor said, we don't even know this strain of rash to be able to prescribe anything for him. But thank God Dr. Jesus knew. Oh, my Lord. I can only preach this in tongues, and I would interpret. <laughs> I said, not here. I got up, and I remembered the name. I said, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I remembered how Jesus cursed the fig tree and it dried up from the root. I said, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I curse this rash and I command it to wither and to die. In the name of the Lord Jesus, God was in a way telling me that use the name, use the name. And in a couple of days, his came became fresh and the whole rush was gone to the glory of God. Rise up and use the name. If you have unsaved loved ones, no one in their right mind, knowing that there is a, there is a valley, will drive themselves and plant themselves into that valley. No one knowing that there is a heaven and a hell and knowing that they are on their way to hell and seeing all the signs and we are proclaiming danger ahead, danger ahead, danger ahead will plant themselves into hell. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who do not believe, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus should shine on them. Take that name and say, in the name of the Lord Jesus, mention their name. Devil, I break your power over this individual, and I claim their salvation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that name will work. Do it in faith. Take this rod with which you will do signs. In the name of the Lord Jesus. There are more keys, but this morning we have discovered vital keys. Jesus said, one, it is risen. You read it, use the word. Two, engage the power of the blood of Jesus. Three, use the name of the Lord Jesus. But you see, this morning, or wherever you are, you are if you are online watching on TV, you see, you see, if you are a child of God, the Bible says you are seated in heavenly places. But if you are not a child of God, the Bible says that the devil has come down to the earth with great wrath. So you are living in earthly places. We are living in heavenly places. You are in earthly places. But you have an opportunity. The enemy can sift you and, and toss you around at any time. If you are not in Christ, the only place of security in these days and times is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have come to you wherever you may be, wherever you may be, in prison, in the hospital, in the hotel room, wherever you may be. Maybe someone shared this video with you. And you came across it. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. If you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Maybe you have hardened your heart for years. Maybe you got, you've got into that place where you say, I don't want anything to have, have to anything to do with God. Today can be a day of deliverance. For you, in the name of the Lord Jesus, today can mark a new beginning. The Bible says that Jesus said, he, I am the way, the truth, and the life. 
No one can come to the Father except through me. Wherever you are, today is your day. Don't keep postponing it. Don't keep putting it off. Right now, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to make a decision, to make a turn around. Maybe you knew the Lord Jesus Christ, but for some reason you've drifted off. There is safety in the house of God. There is safety in God. It is a time to return back to God and say, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I've drifted off. Like the, but like the prodigal son, I am coming back home. And the Bible said that when he was coming back home, the father saw him from afar off and went and met him and embraced him and threw a party for him. A party awaits you when you return to God and to his house. Don't put off that decision. You are not safe outside of God. If you are outside of God, you are men's meat for the enemy. He can toss you at any time. The only place of security is in God. You see, you are trying sometimes. People try to find a solution outside of God. Don't be that person. Temporary man-made solutions can only help you so far. The only permanent solution can be found in the lord jesus christ the same joy that i have the same peace that people here have we want you to experience the same joy and the same peace we all have our days we all have challenges but the difference between you and i like peter and the disciples when the storm comes jesus is in my boat when the flood comes on the earth i am in the ark and jesus and the father will lift me up high above the ark but if you are not in the ark the flood will swallow you. The enemy will take you over. So make a stand for God today. Make a decision for God. And he will transform your life. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. My Lord and my God. Thank you, Lord. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk. So sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535.